The body of an infant is found dead in a cooler. And first, the investigation leads him to a college student. But further investigation leads him to a couple with one hiding a secret. This is Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast. You are now listening to Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast where we recap and break down past episodes of Law & Order SVU. You can hear us out on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, or, and, or any other streaming service. And now, here's your host, Brian Rose. Hey, what's up, y'all, my Law my & Order SVU, SVU fans? This is BD Rose, and you call me Brian, and this is Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast where I recap episodes of Law & Order SVU, starting with the first episode, and I'm doing it chronologically. I'm not doing it in no mixed mix, um, mix nuts or mixed vegetables and all that stuff, though. I ain't, I ain't picking no random episode. It's just, it's just in order. So we right now, we're in the middle of season four, and I just want to say, man, it's getting, it's chilly outside. Man, I mean, the weather in New York, man, it was something else this month. I mean... For the past few days, but it was like unseasonably warm, like it was like seventy degrees. It felt like like mid September out there now. I mean, and I just um took a friend of mine home, and then and all of a sudden I could feel the chill in the air. I mean, oh man, I mean, I just I, I had a jacket on, but man, I felt like I was getting goosebumps because. It was so windy and chilly and stuff like that, though. And, you know, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I'm going to tell you, man, it's going to get cold for the next several days, man. I mean, shoot, I mean, by the way, have y'all set your clocks back? Hmm? Okay. So, right now, you know, um, I was at the, I, I was at the um, Broccoli Center and, um, and then we, I was, I was out here supporting Kyrie Irving because they say that he anti-Semitic. I mean, that's just a bunch of BS. I mean, I don't want to go deep into that though. I mean, they say he was promoting some movie and stuff like that from 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 yeah from heroes to Negroes or something like that though. So, oh man, I gotta find that out though. And. Um, I mean, these high-profile celeb- black celebrities, I mean, you got Kyrie Irving, he's being, um, what do you say, persecuted? I mean, they just suspended him for five, for, for suspending him with, um, without pay, for got five games without pay, and then he's ordered to do this and this and that. I mean, that's just some nonsense. And Kanye West saying that he is a real Jew. So, mm, yeah, right now, yeah, they got these advertisers like Adidas, they turn his back on them, though. But you know, Adidas though, I found out that they be doing some Nazi racist stuff back in the days and stuff like that. So, mm. oh yeah. So speaking about that though, I want to give you some little or law and order news. I want to give you to tell. Um, all right. So um, I haven't been watching SBU for the past week or two because I'm out there. I'm busy working these two jobs, and they're both in the nighttime. I mean, and they're both part time. But I was I just found out that um, actress Molly Burnett, who plays uh, the new detective um, Muncie or whatever, something like that. Though they just she got promoted to the main cast. Though. I mean, yo, at first she was a recurring player, and right now they quickly promoted her to like um, promote her to join the main cast. So, and. Um, and right now, at the same time, Rollins is getting, they're getting ready. Rollins, Rollins is getting ready to leave. I mean, uh, she shouldn't have stayed. I mean, you know these um these um these assholes in the TV industry. I mean, they wanted to keep the show fresh, and that's like disrespectful. They had to get rid of of um, um the actress who played Detective Rollins. Um, 
years. So Kelly Giddish, that's her. And um, and uh, they shouldn't have done that though. I mean, they got rid of Cat and Garland. Let's hope that the new Detective Muncie won't be don't won't get shot in the stomach like Cat. <laughs> I'm bleeding. I'm in pain. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. I'm oh man. This is sometimes is it some kind of literal satanic ritual? I don't know, man. Let's get to the episode. All right, y'all. We're at Law and Order SBU Season 4, Episode 14. It's Mercy. And it aired on January 31st, 2003. And it's written by Christos Gage and Ruth Fletcher. And it's directed by David Platt. Okay, so we're in a cold open right now. We're at the Hudson Bay, or Manhattan. It's daytime. <clears throat> And then these, these two guys, they're in canoes, right? They're in separate canoes, though. they rowing their boats on the Hudson Bay in the middle of winter. So next, the next thing you know is that they see a cooler floating on the river. So these two guys, they, they're in their own canoes and stuff like that, or their own boats, something like that. They approach the, um, the cooler, and um, the black dude, right, he opens the cooler, and he was like, oh, my God. He said it, oh my God. Like he said it in a feminine voice and all that stuff though. So we have we on um I think it's, it's, we're at the pier or something like that though. And Benson and Sabler arrive at the crime scene. And you know, Sabler them I mean this is Christopher Maloney, right? He was absent in the previous episode, so right now, as you know, Benson and Sabler are there at um here, I've been at the shore or something like that, though. And they're talking to a couple of cops. Turns out that, that they found a body of a wonderful baby in inside the cooler. So, next thing you know, is that um, Warner is there and she's there, and they look in the cooler. They found a body of a infant baby, a wonderful baby, found inside a cooler. Damn, that's so messed up, though. And then we go through the opening credits. Oh, wait, 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 hold on a second. How the hell did this some knucklehead put a, a dead baby in the cooler? That's some that's some crazy shit right going on around here, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, the baby. I can't believe. It. Why did they have to do that? Why did they do that to a child like that, though? When an infant baby found dead inside a cooler, I don't know. Why are they placing the cooler in with the bag of it? I mean, what did it? What did they do? Did they kill the baby and put it? In the cooler with some ice on it. Well, I don't know if there was any ice on it. I don't have no idea what's going on around here. But this so stick. I mean, this is you put like a newborn baby or an infant baby up in there like that. I mean, one month old. I mean, something ain't right though. I mean, this baby could fit in the cooler like that, a large cooler. And in the middle of winter, I mean, the thing just froze to death. I mean, straight up dead. I mean, that was so sick though. Right now, we're at the opening credits right now, though. And um, we're at the morgue, and Dr. Warner is examining the body. And she, it turns out that um, the baby was bred fest, breast milk. Oh, yeah, by the way, it turns out it was a, it was like a, it was a baby girl, right? So it turns out that um, breast milk was in the baby's system, and then there was no signs of trauma or bruises or anything like that, though. But... Um, However, though, she, Dr. Warner also found some algae in there. So that's like seaweed, seaweed and sodium hypochronite. They were found in the, on the cooler. So sometimes it's like, um, so, 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 so algae. So they go to this, um, Benson Stables to go see this, um, this other doctor or something like that, though. And, um, he also, and I forgot this is dude in the glasses. She tells him. He tells him that the algae they could be like seaweed. It's like um, you can eat it at, like at a health food store or something like that, though. And um, hey, oh yeah, they sell it at grocery stores or something like that. And the seaweed. And Joe, check this out though. I had seaweed before, right? And they came in. They come in different flavors. I think it was um, teriyaki, something like that, though. So I had seaweed a couple of times, though. I mean. I stopped eating seaweed, but that was like a few years ago. So algae is probably from seaweed. 
and sodium hypochlorite found in cooler. So Benson and Stabler talked to this doctor, something like that. It's just like um, <clears throat> he just says that uh, he doesn't know anything about that though. So about um, about um, the baby and stuff like that though. I mean, it's just that um, so it's an algae. <clears throat> yeah, it's algae. Is that uh, like seaweed and sodium hypochlorite are found in the cooler? So we're at the squadron right now, and they show a map about the algae, and they know that algae is found right by the shores and stuff like that. And sodium hypochlorite, though, it's it's go it goes into like the algae something like that though. So, however, though, it turns out that the cooler <clears throat> was dumped at this um at, at, at right near um Riverbank State Park. So I mean, and speaking about Riverbank State Park, though, I visited the uh, Riverbank State Park a few times, and it's um it's it's in Harlem, like 145th Street, and um yeah, I used to jog from my place to the Riverbank State Park, you know, just try to get some water, get something to drink. They got a bunch of stuff right there, like a basketball court, all that stuff. It's like a rec- recreational center and all that shit, right? So. However, it turns out that uh, the perp probably um, put the place the dead baby in the cooler and dumped it at the um, and dumped it from the um, from uptown and right right by right, 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 State Park and down through the Hudson River. So, however, though it turns out they they, they found they found another clue. They said there there was this um, health food store that's like several blocks away. So the bag came. Along with the dead baby, he came from a health food store. I forgot the name of it, something like that, though. But it's like an organic health food store. So somehow the perp probably died there, and then next thing you know, it is that he the perp killed the baby and dumped it in the cooler, and it was floating down to Hudson. So, however, that they also found out that Hudson University is around there in that area too. So they thinking about a college student probably dumped that baby. <clears throat> so. We're at Hudson University right now. Is uh, oh wait a minute. Speaking of Hudson University, they might be thinking this uh, like, like a young mother who hit her pregnancy, something like that though, and then try to get rid of the baby, try to so just keep quiet. So we'll look into that though. So we're at Hudson University right now, and <clears throat> Benson and Stabler is talking to this receptionist, and uh, she got an ad to something like that though because she's telling them that the. Um, <clears throat> That her students though they volunteer to get pregnancy tests, and they ask her for about the list, and then the lady refuses, and she she tells them that yeah that tells them that yeah, yeah don't come back unless you got like a court order or something like that though, cause she said ref session says saying I got the files this is my shit there's nothing to be touched and stuff like that though, hey, you come back with a court order and get the hell out of here. <laughs> That's the way it has somebody who's actually talking to Benson and Stable like that, though. Hmm, please. Okay, so um, we're at um, Benson and Stabler's squad room in Cabot's office. He's talking to Dr. Benson and Stabler, talk to Alexander Cabot about the, um, how, how someone, a student probably probably has to dump the, the, kill the baby and put it in a place in the cooler and send it by the river, though. So, however, though, it's like, um, mm, 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 mm. So they talk about, it also mentions saying that the students were giving pregnancy tests. So the cabinet says that she's going to talk to her boss, you know, about this, which is actually ADA Donnelly. Now, next thing, we got like Angela, Angela Bauer from Who's the Boss? Yeah. Or you could call Judith Light, right? She's playing um, Donnelly, right? She um tells her that that, that, that the, what the one of the student would did was murder. So, and however, though, though Kappa also tells him that um, they couldn't even get the list of names, though. So, what, however, though, Donnelly said that she wanted a list of the names of the students. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, so we're at this place right now. They're trying to they get the list of the students' names and stuff like that, though. And much is complaining about this and say about these 24. Well, tell you, swing for a woman and stuff like that. Why we gotta do this work? And Finn was like, "If you don't like it, get your bony ass out of here." 
Oh, she. Yeah, good, good thing that Ice T or Finn, Ice T's trying to, yeah, to be out to tell Munch to get the hell Boney ass out of here. I think he got staging and shit like that. Tell him he put him in his place and all that stuff. So Finn discovered that the, the twenty four woman, sixteen, uh, sixteen of these, um, sixteen of the mothers um, were given birth certificates and for the babies and stuff like that. And the eight, only eight of them had had no reported baby. So they got what they're trying to do as much as Finn is what much and Finn is trying to do is that they're gonna go for the list of names who never reported a baby. It turns out that sixteen women who were sixteen women or twenty sixteen women who were like teen mothers and who attended college and stuff like that though they had a birth certificates of the names, but the eight. Of a are undocumented for, <clears throat> all right. So the next scene, and we're outside this guy's apartment, and they wanted to speak to the woman who had no report of the baby. And next thing you know, is that the the woman the woman's husband answered the door. So it turns out that um, the much of Finn asked her they was looking for this lady, and um, and then they also asked him if she was was she a student at Hudson University, and the husband was like. She was, she's a grad student and then she's trying to he and then the husband asked what happened though and it turns out that um they tell him that the um, baby was found um they had found dead in the cooler and it was dumped by the river and um however though then, then the husband says is that um, his wife is sick and anything like that though so they ask him about the, the news about what happened about a dead uh, a dead baby found dead inside of a cooler and um the guy tells Munch and Finn that, yeah, that she is his, his wife had a miscarriage, and next you know he tells him to get the hell out of my face and slams the door on them. And um, however, Finn tells Munch, "Don't worry about it. We got a few more women to go." Meanwhile, somewhere at Hudson University, Benson Stabler are looking for a student by the name of Ellen Swanson, and they found her. And they ask her about um, baby, the dead baby, a dead baby being found in the cooler, and um, they also ask her if she was, um, if she was, she was pregnant, as she t- eight months ago, and she tells them that uh, she was in Paris eight months ago, and um, Benson Sable asked her for a DNA swab, tests, and stuff like that, but Ellen refuses, and then next thing you know, she was like, "Leave me alone," and then walks away. I don't know what it's like that though. So, we're back at the squad room. It turns out, you know, it, it, and they just they just found out that Ellen, right, flew back home after a pregnancy scare, right? Because when we she was in Paris, right, so um, she went to Paris and all that stuff, and for a couple of days, and then and a couple of days later, she came back to New York City after found for a pregnant for after a pregnancy scare because she uh, came back home for a pregnancy test. However, next thing you know, their boyfriend sweet talked her out of it, and next thing you know is that Ellen went back to living in Paris. However, so they train you to find a, a warrant and some evidence to go to search um, Ellen's room. So we're back at the Hudson University right now, and Benson Stabler on an, are in Ellen's dorm room, and they oh she they found some stuff. They found like a mother's book guide and. Um, they also also found out like um some other things. I mean, they find evidence in her dorm room it has something to do with like the um, how to mother scrap how to be a mother scrapbook and and and, but, uh, and a bunch of a couple of other things and all that stuff though. All right, so, so we're in an interrogation room right now, and Ellen being interrogated, and then she starts crying, and they think that the shit. They tell her that she um. Guy got pregnant and killed the baby and dumped it by the Hudson River and all that stuff. And next thing you know, she starts crying. And Stable was like, Come on, Ellen, tell the truth. Then Ellen confessed that she was covering for her 15 year old sister, Patty, who was pregnant. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So Ellen was probably covering for her sister because. I mean, her, her her younger sister told her she was pregnant, pregnant, and then she all she had to do was just trying to 
Yeah, keep it, keep it, you know, keep it uh, under wraps because from her parents. So it turns out that um, the father is some kind of a Wall Street big shot, corporate big shot, who, and then his wife is like a homemaker. So, and I don't know, I mean, Wall Street, I don't know what it is, though. Now, we're in the squad group right now, and it turns out that um, Ellen's sister, Patty, right, um, the, her father, like I said, her father was like a big shot lawyer, and he is like overprotective, and he has like um, too much concerns, and he's upset, and all that stuff. I don't know what it is, and then the wife's a homemaker. So it turns out that Patty um, um, had uh, well, had a boyfriend who probably works as a he who currently works as a maintenance man, stuff like that, though. So, so the detectives, um, you know, bunch of been they talked to um, Patty's boyfriend, and he's um, he ha- he has a job right now, and as a maintenance worker, and it says that he changed his act because he was young. It turns out that he was seventeen years old. So they had, they asked they you know, the detectives they asked um, Patty's uh, boyfriend, all right about. So in other words, though, the Patty's boyfriend, no, 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 Patty's boyfriend says that he used to be in a relationship with Patty, and then, then they just broke it off. He just moved on with his life, and he got a job. And they, and then the detectives, they asked the boyfriend, and did did he smashed um, Patty? And <laughs> and then and then the boyfriend says yes, and then Finn was like, "Do it raw." <laughs> well. He he didn't he admitted that he smashed Patty, but he didn't know that she was pregnant, and it turns out that, that she couldn't see her again because of her father, overprotective father, shit like that though. So, so much of Finn, they asked, um, did they ask her did he still got Patty's phone number? And the boyfriend was like, yeah, I do, and they suggested that that you need to call her, tell her, call her, tell her to meet him because it's urgent. So okay, the boyfriend, right? Uh, he smashed Patty when he was like seventeen, and she was like fourteen and fifteen. So, so the statutory statutory rape thing is out of the question. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe the Patty and the ex boyfriend was having getting um, um, what you would call it um, getting freaky or you know like it's getting hot in here. So take your take off all your clothes. I don't know. I mean. I mean, I maybe I don't know maybe I don't know maybe that she was like um uh probably Patty probably giving him like a little kid or something like that I don't know what it is I mean what's so special about him man right? he got that big dick energy something like that shit see <laughs> my language I don't know okay so we at the park right now and there's Patty he is walking around and then she sees um Texas Benson and Stabler approaching her. And they take out their badge, say they want to talk to her. So <laughs> we're in the precinct right now, and Patty's father is there, and he's like upset. I mean, what's going on, man? What the hell is going on here? I mean, what did you do? And Patty is there, and um, next scene right now, it turns out that um, she admitted that she killed the baby, and she went to this clinic, and it turned out that Patty had an abortion. Right behind her father's back. And the father was pissed. I mean, he was going to get up and get ready to the pimp slap the shit about her. And then, yo. And next thing you know, Saber comes in just to break it up, ease the tensions, all that shit. So, however, though, um, in, in the squad room, it also discovers that Finn, Finn tells him that, um, that Patty's father had like a dozen domestic violence collars and stuff like that, though. And um, you know the father comes out with his wife and uh, Patty, and next thing you know is that Stabler gets in his face, and then he tells him, "Yo, yo, 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 man." And I don't know the the father's talking shit about Stabler and all that stuff. Being a tough guy. Next thing you know is that um, are are you handicapped or stuff like that though? And then I mean that got the um, the daddy's attention and stuff like that though. And Stabler tells him, if I if you ever hurt your wife or your daughter again, you're gonna deal with me. And then the husband and then the daddy's like, is that a threat? Stabler's like, yeah, fool. 
Yeah, I'm gonna deal with your ass though. Did then little white Peter dummy dummy, and you know what happens is that the uh, Mister um, Swanson and his wife and his um, Patty they just leave though. So we at the elevator right now. President, you know, Benson is freshing for the elevator, and um, next thing you know, Saber approaches her, and Benson tells him that he did a good job trying to get into the father's face like that though. And yo, check this out. Doctor Warner comes out of the elevator, and yo, man, she is looking hot. I mean, she's wearing a dress, and her hair is all straight and down, something like that, though. And um, and then Miss Benson was like, "Oh, it looks like you're getting ready for a date or something like that." So it's and then um, Doctor Warner says that the date will wait, and she Warner tells the Benson Stabler that the baby was diagnosed with taste sacs. And and uh, Olivia discovers it was a mercy killing. So it turns out that um, the Patty that, that Patty didn't put the baby in the cooler and stuff like that. Turns out that the baby had like a disease and stuff like that though. So, however though that Ellen is off the hook because um she and then we at first though I thought Ellen would and um Ellen um not Ellen um Patty nah excuse me I said Ellen no 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 excuse me Patty Patty I thought the the fifty year old Patty though she was a suspect of killing the baby and dumping it in the cooler and dumping it in the river or stuff like that oh my goodness but she said that she had an abortion from a clinic so she didn't like uh put. Uh, get 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 rid of the baby, put place it in the cooler, and dump it in the river, or stuff like that. Though, so but the other baby right there, the case is still open. You know what I'm saying? Cause, however, the the 15 year old girl's probably is not is not the one because it turned out that the baby found that in the cooler had like a disease, taste sacs though, and mercy killing. So, we're at the squad right now, Doctor Warren, right? He thinks that the, the, the mercy killing, he thinks that the couple's in the ball, probably Jewish people. And Mush was like, yeah, 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 ring up the Jews, he's saying sarcastically. Round up the Jews, he's saying sarcastically about that, though. So, however, though, it's like, um, so they're trying to figure out they have to find a special doctor for it, though. So they, um, the, the vets and Sable talk to this doctor, and the doctor says his disease is rearing children. But he know that he he has no nothing much to say about it. He nothing he can do about it though. So, however, though, sometimes you know when it when a child has a rare disease like this, you know they have to he goes to like a, 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 a some group therapy session stuff like that. So the word taste sacs. So it's like a disease that's in um, young children about age of five, and it, it could be it could be fatal. I mean they have this. Uh, some type of rare disease, and by the, until about the age of five, they die from this disease. So it's kind of rare. So, but however, what the doctor says that this disease is only rare in children, and then he suggested that they should go see um and see like a a group a group therapist or something like that though. So, where next thing you know, we're at this um, we the, the, the best and stable to talk to this rabbi. He was holding like some kind of a group meeting, and they task tell talk to him about the baby found dead at the cooler, and he also mentions about a woman who came by here a couple of weeks ago, saying that um she had, she had a baby with a rare disease and something like that though. So I don't know what it is though. And however though, they say that um he and then the rabbi you know he tells um the detectives. That um, there's a doctor that specializes in these rare disease. Oh, and yo, check this out. Well, next scene, we're at the hospital, and Benson and then the, the Benson Stabler they talk to the, um, Doctor Judah Platner, and he's a pediatrician. And uh, we have um, we have a, like a we have a guest star now. Who's the actor that's playing um, Doctor Platner? Well, that's the same thing, isn't it? Besides, I haven't had a Tay-Sachs patient in a couple of years. Rabbi Birdbell mentioned you by name. Yes, I know. He visits patients here all the time. It's easy enough to mix me up with another pediatrician. Dr. Plattner, a child has been murdered. If you know anything at all... I would tell you. The law requires me to report any abuse of the child. Have you had any patients die recently? 
Yes. Five-year-old boy. Neuroblastoma just last month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens to be John Hirsch, the star of Taxi. And he played, uh, you know, he played Cabby for um, five seasons on that show. Um, four of the seasons was on ABC, and then the fifth season was on NBC before it was canceled for good. And I used to watch Taxi back in the days, you know, I mean, the one they had with, not only with him, but they got like Tony Danza and um, Mary Lou Henner and um, Jeff Conway, rest, rest in peace, and Danny DeVito, man. And that dude, uh, Laka Gravis, um, that's the late, great, um, uh, late, great, Andy Kaufman. I want some sugar babies in my system. In my city. And you know the way he talks as Laka Gravis? I mean, he's coming from a foreign country. Yeah, yeah, these brownies are so good. It goes good in my in my system. I want to go disco dancing with them. Damn. I was feeling about Jeff Conway. There was a biopic about... Did I say Jeff Conway? Oh, excuse me. And speaking about Andy Coffin, though, they had like a biopic about him called um and it starred Jim Carrey, right? It's um I forgot the name of it though, but it was like a nineties movie. It was when Jim Carrey he plays the late uh, the late comedian Andy Coffin, something like that though. So um I'll, I'll it'll get it'll come back to me. I mean, it's such a long time ago. All right. So um Anyway, Benson Stabler talked to Dr. Plattner, Judah Plattner. He's Jewish, and he also uh, is part of the congregation where the rabbi who does this this, um, this support group, they both attend the same congregation. So they asked him, they tell him that the baby had died last month, and he says that this is, 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 is he don't do it often. You should, you, and he was like, Usually just mistake before you just uh, find a mistake before a different patrician or whatever like that. So Sabler asked him that uh, that the month old baby the one month old baby died last month, right? And um, he don't want um, and then you know he says that um, he is it, and then he says that uh, he you know it's happening all the time. So and Sable asked him that did did you ate any of um. Yeah, any of your patients came in and died recently, and um, Doctor Platt and Doctor Platter tells him, "Well, he did a five year old boy." And Sabler asks him another question about uh, the taste sex and the disease, and then um, Doctor Platter is like, "Don't waste my time, all right." And then he goes about his business. Excuse me. Anyway, we're back as a squad right now. It turns out that um, and there's a thing comes out. Says that that the that Doctor Platner signed on on one month old girl, and um, turns out that the woman who attended the support support group, and um, turns out that um, the baby the baby uh, belongs to this couple called the Browns. Right now, we're at the Browns residence, and the detect the uh, Benson Sabler talked to the dead girl's parents, the Browns. And uh, they just had a funeral. And check this out, though. We have um, we have a who's that girl? Now, who's the actress that's playing Andrea Brown? She was my baby. You could never know how hard this was. Instead of suffering, she just went peacefully to sleep. Yeah, yeah, that happens to be actress Elizabeth Mitchell. And you will remember her from the TV show Lost back on ABC. That was in the like the mid two thousands and stuff like that, though. And she did appear in a couple of a series. I think it was um, ER. And um, she started early as a soap called um, Love, Loving. I guess I'm not sure. Oh, check this out. And she was also in the movie Running Scared with um, that guy. I forgot his name. Who died. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Running scared. Um, she was, that was Vera Farminga, and um, I forgot the one that I forgot about the actor. He had died in a car crash recently, so um, he was also in the Fast and the Furious. I'm trying to get that in my head though. I'm trying to think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um, yeah. Now you remember the Fast and the Furious? I'm trying to think. Oh shoot. 
I'm trying to think about that though. Let me look at a Wikipedia case because I remember he was killed in a car crash back in several years ago, and um, I know it's not. I'm not talking about Heath Ledger, but um, she was in the movie Running Scared. I think it was like um, it's with uh, Vera Farmiga and um, the other one. I think was um, oh my goodness um. Chaz Palmitary and um, Running Scared. Oh my goodness! It, I, I remember. I'm trying to get this. I'm trying to get back to me. I'm trying to remember what it was though. It was like um, yeah, Paul Walker. That's his name. That he was in the movie, the late great Paul Walker. I mean, he was killed in a car crash and stuff like that though. I forgot about that dude. I mean, he died though. So anyway. Um, Elizabeth Mitchell, though. Oh, yeah, check this out. I remember back in 1998 that Elizabeth Mitchell, she was in a movie, uh, she was in an HBO TV movie called Gia, and it starred Angela Jolie as the late dual model, and it turns out that um, Elizabeth Mitchell, she plays the, the woman who has, like, a, a sexual relationship with Gia. Oh, yeah, they were lesbians, man. <laughs> I mean... I'm telling you that she played Elizabeth Mitchell played a lesbian in the HBO, HBO movie Gita. Gia. That was back in 1998. I used to watch that stuff. Like it's like that girl on girl action and stuff like that. Though, I mean, we men we like to see boobs and and uh, boobs and vaginas. So I don't want to go deep into that. Anyway, anyway, All right? She plays uh, Andrea Brown, right? And um and in it, and she's married to a guy named Daniel Brown and. They had a baby named Sarah Brown, and they just attended a funeral and all that stuff. Uh, they're trying to patch things up because um. So, however, though, is this um, Ben Stabler tells him that we're just investigating um mothers who, who who kill it who we who killed a baby and dumping in the Hudson River, and put in the uh, in the cooler stuff like that though. So Olivia asked um Mrs um. Um, Andrea Brown that she could use the restroom and then and, um, Andrea's like go ahead it's a mess anyways so we're inside the bathroom right now and um, she is is looking for some evidence or some clues or something like that and check this out though she finds she finds an empty prescription of impramine in a, in a in a garbage can and oh my goodness oh my goodness it's like pills and stuff like that though so However, though, though, after they finish talking to the Browns and really outside of Brownstone, Benson tells Stabler that she found a prescription of Imperamine in a garbage can, and it was prescribed to by Dr. Platner. Oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> so my goodness. And Stabler's like, mmm. She started like, getting ready to smile, smirking, something like that, though, because... I can't believe it that she had to empty use all the pills and fed that stuff to her baby and stuff like that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So when it's scrub room, it turns out that um, the pills was used in the baby's death. It turns out that the mother probably fed um, the baby Sarah the pills, and then she just knocked out. That there's it, it may, I don't know if there's evidence to prove it, something like that, though. I mean... You want to feed your baby your damn drugs and something like that is like a best product part of a mercy killing or something like that though. So what Benson finds some some clues up in there because you know maybe the doctor Platner and is a suspect and it's probably so is um is Mrs. Mrs. Brown. So we're at the morgue right now and um, all you gotta do is they take out a coffin. So. Is they say that the baby had they that that the baby had a funeral or baby girl or the baby girl had a funeral on Wednesday, right? So even though Doctor Platner he says that um, he signed on to a one month of one month death one month old baby last month by the Browns, turns out they they the they, the Browns had a funeral, but Doctor Warner opens a coffin. There's nothing in it. Oh my goodness, what the hell is going on around here, though? 
there's no baby in the coffin, something like that, though. So, there ain't no sign. So, however, though, we're at the precinct right now, and um, the Browns are being interrogated, stuff like that, because there was no, they have evidence they believe that there's no baby in the coffin, anything like that, though. And, um, and meanwhile, Dr. Platner is also interrogated, also, because, um, he knows he knows that he gave him a prescription. He's probably um um he's probably responsible and then that's like giving him like a sentence like the 15, 25 years and all that stuff though. However though, we're we you know, Sabler's talking to um Andrea and he 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 just discovered that Mrs. Brown um he had fit, killed her baby and placed it in a cooler and dumped it in the Hudson River. <laughs> and then and, and, and they Sable also says that DNA proves that you are the mother of that dead daughter. And then Miss Mrs. Brown Andrea, Brown Mrs. Andrea, she was like so proud saying that I didn't want the baby to suffer. I mean, I I fed her and she died peacefully in her sleep. And much replied, so was murder. And Munch knows that this woman is guilty. I mean, why would she have to kill her own kid? Because the you know the baby that he was the baby the baby girl was infected with this deadly disease that they call Tay Sachs. So, and then next thing you know, she decided just to get rid of her misery by take, get killing her by feeding her the pills and die peacefully to sleep like she's not suffering anymore. But. Munch knows that that's no excuse because that's still murder. Okay, we're at four. When we're outside the courthouse right now, and um, ADA Cabbage, she sees Munch sitting there reading the newspaper, and Munch was like, "What you doing here?" And Munch says he wants to sit on the defensive side. So, and and then he, and you know, sometimes you know they have a little brief conversation, stuff like that. So we're inside the courthouse, and. Um, and Mr. Platner is on the stand, and um, he and then he and you know, Dr. Platner know that Sarah has signs of taste sacks and all this stuff, though. So, Joe, check this out, though. We have the the the, the lawyer, he have like the lawyers there, and check this out. Viola Davis is there. You know what I'm saying? Check this out. Henry Brown's actions had one purpose. One. To spare the child she loved years of horrible agony leading to an inevitable death. Yeah, and you see Viola Dallas, and she's like a winner, and then she appeared on How to Get Away with Murder or something like that, and she appeared on Get On Up with James Brown. Get up off of that thing, you know what I'm saying, though? So, Dr. Platner, right, he says that um, he been um, um, Andrea Brown's surrogate father after um and andrea's um bi- biological father he died when she was 12 years old so he became like a surrogate father and then he was um andrea's pediatrician the day she was born and um however though i mean she she and then he sees the uh, signs of, her, of uh, her daughter her daughter's disease with the red eyes and stuff like that and he tells andrea to get tested so he seen the size of um he's seen the baby signs of um taste sacks and stuff like that so they instead and then they ain't giving no echinacea or something like that i don't know what it is though so next turn turns out that dr platner falsified a death certificate however though um this is so and then next thing you know is that um mrs brown all right andrea comes on the stand and she admitted her, her wrong for her actions because she crushed the pills and then gave fed it to the baby. Next thing you know is that um, she she lost it. She placed the dead body and she placed her baby in a cooler and with a bag and just dumping it in the East River because she said she didn't want to suffer no more. She, she didn't want her daughter to suffer no more with the disease, though. It was like a mercy killing. But what happened was that Andrea did not tell her husband or the doctor about anything. So we're outside the courthouse right now, and um, and then you know I mean and you know Dr. Platner's lawyer shows up and um, tells him that they want to make a deal. 
So Andrea has her own lawyer, which is Viola Davis, right? So somehow I went to Weirdside Cabot's office, and it turns out that Dr. Clattler might be acquitted for the murder because he might he was going to give like a sentence of 25, 15, 25 years for his involvement. So, um, and then it was brief. And then next thing you know, we're at the squad room, and they're trying to, you know, the detectives, so they're discovering why Andrea then talks to her um didn't say nothing to her husband about this. Turns out she'd probably be protecting Andrea's probably protecting her husband and all that stuff though. So and they also thinking that the couple might have the Tay Sachs gene or something like that though. So all they gotta do right now is talk to um Daniel Brown because somehow, you know, um it's that she didn't and Andrea Andrea, she didn't even tell her husband anything about what happened because I mean something something ain't right about this though. So we're at the um, Donnelly's office, Kevin's office, and um, whatever though, they just did some dirt on him, saying that he was born that um, Mr. Brown was born Catholic, and Mr. Brown says that he converted to Judaism when he was dealing with um, Andrea, stuff like that though. So all they want to do right now is that um, they ask for DNA, something like that though. So next thing he knows that um, Daniel says that. You know, it doesn't matter because, and then he, and then he tells um, Donnelly that they he's not the biological father. Oh my goodness! So, um, um, it turns out that his wife cheated on him with a guy, a, a guy at the office. Oh my goodness! Oh shit! That. I can't believe that his wife was committing adultery behind his back. That is against the law right there. I mean, the Miss Andrea committed some adultery and shit like that. Damn. So we at the uh, courtroom right now, and and this guy, they got a guy named Stephen Cullerman, right? He's in the stand, and um, he admitted he smashed Andrea Brown, and you know, at the office, and then and then you no, know, I don't know. Here's how a story goes. I mean. Husband away, Andrea's lonely, and then she, she has a conversation with Steven, and then this shit happens. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe the damn the wife was getting so horny and stuff like that. She she feel lonely. I mean, what a freaking stuff like that. Feels like I'm listening to Little Kim or something like that. I don't know. Anyway. So Stephen Kellerman's on the stand in the courtroom saying that he knows a thing about Tay-Sachs because he had a brother who died of the same disease, though. And, uh, he, you know, he did smash um, Andrea. I mean, husband didn't even find out about it. It turns out that he's probably the baby daddy. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So what happened was that Andrea, Andrea did not tell the other men about her intentions and stuff like that, though. Um, so... They do a closing hearing, and um, Viola Davis, that happens to be Andrea's lawyer, she says that, um, she, what would you do if you have a child like that, though? And next thing you know is that Cab is there doing the closing argument saying that the woman is a murderer. Now, the verdict comes in. Turns out that Andrea is found guilty of murder. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I, that skank is devastated, you know I mean? Because she killed a baby. I mean, no excuse, though. So, outside the courthouse, you know, um, and Cap is coming out of the courthouse and Munch comes out there saying, good job, counselor. And then Cap just said that she, uh, she doesn't deserve to give her 25 a life, though. And Munch um, was like, yeah, you did your job. And Cap was like, Cause I made her, I made Andrea into a whore, stuff like that. Though, anyway, already Munch knew she's guilty. So, Cabot asks Munch that, "What will he do? Well, what will he do if you was his? What was it was his baby?" And Munch was like, "Whatever I could." And you know, I mean, I know Munch knew she's guilty. I mean, Munch said he would do what he gotta do. But anyway, it turns out it's a good. It's the end of the episode. So it turns out the baby being found dead in the cooler it turns out it was a burst of killing. It turns out that the mama killed the baby because she had a disease and mercy killing. 
and not and not the college student who had an abortion. So that's a little twist going on right here. So this is a good episode. Okay, okay, you know, I forgot to mention that the the actor Judd Hirsch who appeared in this episode though, I'm gonna call him a repeat offender because he's gonna be coming back as a, in a guest appearance in uh, season twenty, right? In uh, All Star Matter, something like that. You know, it's like a Yiddish kind of thing, something like that, though. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm. Hey, I feel like I, I feel like I'm being a rabbi. Nah, I'm just kidding though. Just kidding though. I'm I'm a prince. All right? I mean, I ain't talking about that late thing of princes stuff like that though. So, I mean, uh, do you enjoy this episode? I know I did. I mean, I did all the twists and turns and stuff like that, though. And just a reminder, I mean, you can hear us on um, Anchor FM every Monday and Spotify FM every Monday, Google Podcasts, and WordPress. And sooner or later, though, you're going to hear me on Apple Podcasts. At least I only have an Apple iPhone, stuff like that. I got like an Android. So... What you got to do is you, you want to leave comments, I mean, feel free to ask questions, something like that, though, all right? And I uh, also want to let you know that, you know, I want I don't, I want to thank y'all people for listening in so I can break down stuff like and give you some information and all that stuff, though. So anyway, though, I mean, this is, this is my time, so I'm going to say Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast is written and produced by me, directed by me. It's part of Anchor FM, and um, I'll be back. I'll be back next week with a new episode, most likely if I'm not if I'm not that busy. All right, so I sound like a corny ass wolf, like howling, like Team Wolf or something like that. So I just want to say, y'all, uh, thank you all for listening in, and I'll be back next week with a new episode. All right, and I'm out. This is BD Rose signing off.